You're on the Clarity Call. I'm Alicia. And I'm Kimberly. This is episode 119, Difficult Relationships. Welcome to the Clarity Call, a podcast dedicated to providing useful information and guidance to those seeking encouragement and support while navigating the challenges of caring for a loved one with special needs. We are sisters living in Texas and passionately advocating for the special needs community. Between us, we have 16 children, six of whom have a medically complex diagnosis or are considered special needs. Join us on a journey of mindful awareness that is sure to help you gain an enlightening perspective to help you embrace, create, and live a life you love. Here we go. Okay, we're back. Another week, another episode, more amazing, life-altering information. We really hope that the things that are benefiting and changing our lives as we share them with you, that hopefully they're helping you just become a better version of yourself. That's really why we're here and what we're trying to accomplish. So um, before we jump into our difficult relationships topic today, Alicia has our reality check. Okay, because I'm a professional at this mm -hmm. difficult relationship. <laughs> well, who isn't really? <laughs> no, it's <clears throat> so um, it's super cool because um, I think you sent me this just a couple days ago, Saturday, maybe third Friday. I, I think don't Friday. Know. Anyway, yeah. uh, things that we needed to look over, and so and life was crazy, whatever, and I got to it. But before then, on Thursday, um, I've been in uh, in a very difficult relationship circumstance, I guess you could say. Um, and I didn't realize until Thursday that, um, I could change it, you know, and it really is just that simple, not easy, but simple as we clarified this morning as we were talking, but, um, because, um, getting to a point where things, you know, were super traumatic and challenging and trying to work through some things with therapy had very, um, silent several days, which makes me very uncomfortable even more so, right? When you're mm -hmm. in a relationship and someone doesn't talk or doesn't address you or whatever. When they gets... don't act the way you want them to, you want to control them so that or you the can way feel that better. Used, or the way that you're used <laughs> to them reacting. Exactly. That's even bigger. When the dance changes, which we've yeah. talked so much about. Yeah. And so... Um, you think you're the only one that can change the dance, right? So then when someone else decides they're going to, then it was like, wait, what? You know, anyway, long story short, I found myself, um, just through our faith, you know, a lot of times we turn, we choose to turn to God and I chose to go to our, um, our temple that day, our LDS temple, and just try and find some sort of like peace and solace and comfort there. Um, anyway, and I really felt a pull to do that. Well, I had like absolute miraculous amazing opportunity there that day but something very very profound and simple was said that just changed my whole heart paradigm I don't know what it was it was mm -hmm. really crazy but really was just so simple and I that day you had already asked me to go and pick up Jocelyn you know from school or from you know her therapy and so I knew what my day outline was and but as I was having that moment my heart, I really had a feeling like, um, just stop by work and just be like, none of this matters. Like, let's just like move on, 
you know, moving on. Stop whatever. by the person's work that you're right. in a difficult relationship right. with. Okay. And just be like, you know, hug you, you know, I love you. Like it's like, doesn't, none of this matters. Not that like it's over, but it's just like, we don't have to keep addressing these things. Right. It was just really powerful. The love that kind of just came up because I realized in that moment that, um, God cares about us as individuals, but all the drama that we create for ourselves, he's just kind of looking at us like, oh, gosh, I'm so over this, you know, <laughs> like seriously, what he are you guys doing to yourself? Like we you do? Know? Yeah. And so it's just like, just these simple words of, you know, love and kindness and meekness. And, and it's just like, if we were choose to show up as humans like this constantly, and we talk about compassion so much, which, you know, as we look faith wise is charity, you know, that it just really amounts to, um, God has boundaries. He has direction and he's, he's just simple. Right. And we yeah. don't have to create so many problems about it. Well, so it's been an interesting weekend and, um, then we get the opportunity again this morning because life changes, um, yesterday for a job anyway. Um, and, I'm being kind of vague because I don't want to just be like super like dramatic right. about it. Right. Well, and trying to honor other people's <laughs> privacy, I think is important sometimes in certain situations. But it was really neat because, um, I held my, my boundaries. I kept peace and I was able to say, you know, just because your life and your circumstances change, don't need to rock my world. Either yeah, I don't have to bend over and change all of my life now because your situation changed. Right. And so, I mean, yeah, we try to be accommodating. We try and be helpful. You know, life is about ebb and flow and give and take and, and kindness. That's a great thing. Um, but when you get someone who is much more like, I don't really want to say selfish, but self-absorbed, like they're not really thinking about all the other people, mm -hmm. then it becomes like, well, you know, this still is what's best and what needs to happen because I'm trying to accommodate you know, all the different other things that need to occur for the day. And so I just was like, mm, okay, well, whatever. Um, you know, went and was getting ready and then they come to me and say, Hey, I'm sorry. I was being difficult. I didn't mean that. And I said, are you looking and seeing what our podcast is today? Are you looking over my shoulder and seeing my paper that says difficult relationships? <laughs> and I'm like, we're talking exactly about this today. And Coincidental. so this is going to be really good. And I'm excited about, um, about being able to, to delve into this topic because it really is so true and powerful in life is about choices. Life is about our thoughts um, creating those choices and it really does just start upstairs in our head, all yeah. the things. And the more that I learn about it, whether it's exercise, putting, controlling your body, your, your desires, your appetites, your passions, all the things that we've learned about, um, it really does matter and it doesn't change whether it's a difficult relationship or motivation to do something else. Right. It just really does change when it's in your, you know, starts in your head. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's true. So jumping into kind of the meat of what we have for you today. Um, we have all had bad relationships. I think that we can all in life think about some form of a difficult relationship that, that you've experienced. So that will be beneficial to kind of bring to the surface 
while you hear what we have to share today. Um, but it, we have a narrative about that relationship or that person, right? Like he's always so negative or she's always so argumentative, right? Um, she always this, that, or the other, right? He always is this way or that way, right? You have a narrative about your relationship. Think about that. Kind of pull that up. Even write it down if you can. Put it out in front of you, right? So like, it likely feels negative and big and heavy, right? Right. It's so funny because I found myself as I've been looking for this narrative. I have a specific time that I tell myself a story about my difficult, one of my difficult relationships and it's every night when I'm cleaning up Jocelyn's bean pool. Really? This narrative plays in my head on repeat. Hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like that is not benefiting me at all. Like why is someone not helping you? Or doing it? <laughs> yes. You? Yes. Because I, I just, just so you know, when I'm sitting downstairs, <laughs> I'm thinking, I have a very simple way to clean up those beans. So I should just do that for you every night. If we could fit it into the routine somehow. Well, you know it's not about you, right? Okay. Right. But I want to be able to fix it because that's what I do. <laughs> and I can do it and not, yeah, I'm not living in it all the time. So we can change that narrative for anyway, you if you want. But it, but it doesn't, it's not just that sentence. It's, right. it, it, it snowballs. And then it's all the other things that okay. come to the surface. And, and I end up feeling negative while I'm doing that. And so it's an opportunity for me to change the narrative because I've been able to even attach it to a part of my routine. Mm-hmm. So that super benefits me. And if you can do that, if you can pinpoint, if there's a specific time in your day attached to something that you do, that you play this narrative in your head, it will make it so much easier for you to change it. Because now you have awareness of it. Now you can rewrite that story. And you can turn on a song you love before I've done you're that about too. to go into it. Yeah. I've done that too. I've been like, no, I'm not doing this. And I've turned on a song or something like that. So I'm working on rewriting that narrative during that specific time, which hopefully just helps you kind of move into a higher level of awareness in this area, first of all. So then um, you kind of, I feel like you kind of have like three options, right? Oh, wait, but before we get to the options, let's okay. remind us that we talked about several uh, episodes ago about level of investment. Oh, yes, This is going to be really key in this. Yeah, if you're not invested, this doesn't matter. But, you know, and if you, even if it's something that you, is really hurting, they say, oh, well, walk away from this or that, you know, you have to decide what kind of investment you have, if it's family, if it's friend, if it's coworker, like, and decide... The, the problem could be enormous. You and I have both had enormous problems with family members for, you know, and friends, whatever. Some things are easier to walk away from. And not just so that it's easy. It may be super, super hard, yes. which is why the level of investment, you need to be like, yeah, I really, as much as I want to get rid of this, I, I, I am not going to. Right. For integrity. In, having into you know the integrity part of it so just right. remember that as we go through and maybe we'll hit that each time as we go but right yeah so so anyway you can keep your current story and keep feeling miserable about particular person or circumstance you can be done with the relationship these are the three options that we're giving you so keep the current story and be miserable you can be done with the relationship and just decide it's a complete or that it's Completed. Completed, right. yeah. Um, and not engage with that person anymore. Or you can change the story. Right. And again, you, you just have to decide. We're not saying that one that any of these options are better than the other. I personally don't think that option one is beneficial. But if you like feeling miserable and that benefits you some way, then keep it. 
Yeah. And, so, and you know, there really are people who, who exactly. just want to be, I that's, guess, and they fine. must want to be miserable because that's just what they always do. Yeah. They want to stay comfortable. And there's nothing, I, I'm going to say there's nothing wrong with that just because of my current understanding of progression and so forth. Like, it's okay to, for everybody to be exactly where they are. Okay. So, but in the, in the coaching program I'm in, um, I recently heard a woman being coached on her relationship with her sister which is kind of where we're going to reference the majority of the material we have for you today. But then in that same call, a lady with her husband in a difficult relationship, and then, a, and then another lady with a child in a difficult relationship, it applies in every situation. And in every situation, they said they had to stay in the relationship because it's family. And there you go, level of investment. That's there a it choice, is. Yep. but it is a big one. Yeah. And I think it's great if you have high desire to cultivate loving, peaceful relationships in your family. I'm all about that. But it's not necessary. It really isn't. People cut family members out of their lives all the time because they can see the relationship is too challenging for them to stay mentally healthy. Right. And okay. maybe it's just for that phase. Yeah. Maybe it's just. It could be a, a short period like, of time. Yeah. It's, maybe, and it, maybe it seems permanent, but believing that there'll be an opportunity in life later that will pick something up. That happens all right. the time too. Yeah, totally. Right. So just don't lie to yourself and say that you have to stay in whatever relationship it is that you have to. I found myself doing that a yes. few times. I've uh -huh. done that a few times. I, I have, have to. to. <laughs> you don't, but you choose to, if you choose to, then own that and do the work from the place of desire to have a happier, healthier relationship rather than from a place of resentment and desire to change the other person, which is what I went through right. this week before this happened. Uh -huh. I had, I was able to have that experience and I truly decided at that point that because I have decided, you know, um, months ago and even, you know, years and years ago, like, like that's it. I don't have to stay in this. I don't need to do this anymore. I don't need this particular relationship, right? Mm -hmm. um, for whatever reason. And even if I feel like I have to, like, I'm not going to, because when you're that miserable, you just like, I, I am about change. I'm about fixing. I'm about seeing end result. Like I want to do something so badly. So, um, I totally get this part of it, but then I decided that I really do want to work from a place where I just want to be happier in right. the relationship okay. because ultimately I do want the relationship and I don't want, you know, I've, and I never had a, a goal in the beginning and I made it very clear. Like I don't want to change you. Right. right. And I even said last night, literally in a conversation, I'm like, you know, you may literally be on this hill and I may be on this hill and that doesn't mean right or wrong or whatever. We may truly get to a place where we decide we we are not going to choose to be able to be happy in this situation. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it just really, truly may not be what's best. Right. You know? Yeah. And then even that is coming from love and understanding that like, you know, no, you need X, Y, and Z in your life. And I need reliable, dependable, you know, time matters to me. I don't like to be late. Like some of these things right. that really create that every day, all day conscious, like that gets exhausting. Yeah, for sure. And then you decide, yeah, I'm not, what outweighs, you know, you have to look at the pros and cons and if it's going to be a constant all day, every day uphill battle, you're going to burn out for sure. And actually our next episode is on burnout. So stay tuned, but le leading perfectly into these, um, this next portion that we have for you, if you're going to choose to stay invested in a relationship, you have to know why 
Okay. You have to find the loving, true, pure, believable reason so that when your brain wants to go to blame and get defensive and have all of that, those negative emotions that are not useful and create problems for you, then you're going to have this to go back on. You're going to be able to be the boss of your brain, right? And be like, no, remember, I decided this is my reason and I love it. It's what I want to do. So brain, you can just calm down. We can keep it simple like Alicia was talking about and just remind ourselves of our reason why we're, you know, choosing to stay or, or strive to continue to cultivate what has previously been a difficult relationship. Again, first thing you have to do is change that narrative that it's a difficult relationship. Right. You can't keep saying it's a difficult relationship and accept, expect your brain to follow fall in line with right. changing it. Okay. And as we talk about being invested, the first, if you're listening to this, you're, you're invested in yourself somehow. Yes. Okay. And you are number one. And I loved what I heard when she said, be who you want to be without the need to change someone else. Yes. So let that be your very first motto. Like as I heard it, it just resonated with me. I'm like, I need to be true to who I want to be without the need to change somebody else. Right. Do I, if I don't love Marco Polo, if I don't love something, my therapist is like, well, you know, do this, do that. And I'm like, no, like I, that is not me. That doesn't resonate with me. Right. Mike is never going to love to exercise as far as I can ever see. Right. Right. And I love it. And like, and that's okay. And in the beginning I tried to be motivating and try and helpful and try and encourage and try, you know, because I saw it was best for him and for both of us and could benefit our relationship. And then I was like, after years of that, I was just like, no, okay, done. Like, you know, and so I just really have to decide who I want to be without the need for that other person in the relationship to change, whether it's your yes. mother, your sister, your ch- husband, your children, your friends, yeah. co-workers, yeah. you be you. Right. And decide where your truth comes from. For Stop sure. lying to yourself, right? Which brings us, we have like seven <laughs> points we're going to walk you through to help you change a difficult relationship into first dropping that story that it's difficult. But number one is that you have to decide that you're not the victim. Like you're telling yourself that you're a victim in this relationship and that they're the villain, Right. I don't love that, but yeah, I mean, it it is the truth if you're looking at it in details, but it's, it's still hard to be like, cause I, when somebody says, well, you're just being the victim, I'm like, but I'm not feeling the victim. But when you stay in that story, like you're saying you are, even though you're not meaning to be. Well, and you could even just be a victim to your own story and your own misery. I mean, there's so many ways that you are the victim in a difficult relationship and you have to be willing to see it. And move past it and find how you're the hero. Yeah. You know, like in Alicia's example of this morning, how things got chaotic for her. And she was like, no, I've got my own back. I'm not going to, you know, be the default to the people pleaser place that I've been working so hard to get out of. And I'm going to get my own back and be the hero and, you know, have some confidence in, in saying and sticking up for myself. Right? Right. For sure. Definitely. I... I chose to be the hero on that one. Okay. The second thing is instead of getting defensive, which I could have easily done mm-hmm. again, get curious. How could they be right? You don't have to agree with them, but be willing to try it on. And Alicia was saying, yeah, I could have readjusted my schedule. Yeah. We yeah. Could have. Yeah. And, you know, while she chose to be the hero and get her own back, she didn't like get defensive and be like, no, I'm not doing that. It's going my way. Right. Yeah. Like she was curious. She saw, okay, it could, it could change. I could do it in a different way. Right. 
there was there was not defensiveness and that is super helpful yeah it definitely helped me be like no okay you're not threatened here there's not a problem right just move forward with it right so so number three is pick your hard sometimes it feels hard and here's a hint for you it's because of your pride (laughs) it always is right yeah that's always hard to hear right but what's harder letting yourself be at peace or getting all worked up and mad right yeah it takes practice to get to peace okay and it might feel hard to do the work to get to feeling peaceful but at least for me it's harder when i have to get all worked up and then try and bring myself back from that like let's just skip to the part where I choose not to get all worked up and mad about things I can't change anyway. Right. Well, and I said that in in this conversation I had last night. I actually said, you know, I've really started thinking a lot about that statement that says, do you want to be right or do you want to be married? You know. I have nothing on that. Sorry. (laughs) Well, no, I'm just saying because, well, we think about that. And when you have children involved and you have situations, you know, because you can be right all day long, you know. We all can because we can all prove the reason why we're doing what we're doing. It doesn't mean that it's right or wrong. It's just that that's where we did it. So obviously we can prove or we can justify the why. Well, everybody's right in their own head. Right. We've got to remember that. So then we have to just decide which, like you're saying, it's about the pride. What do you want more? Right. Okay. Number four is the easiest way to forgive someone is to decide there's nothing to forgive. Okay. I have a good story. I have a good story for this one because... My son, um, Judson, is on a service mission for our church, and he kind of told me a half-truth to a story recently. He didn't, like, give me the full information. He didn't lie to me, but he didn't, like, disclose all of the information in the situation. And when he felt bad about it, and so he came back to me and told me, well, here's the whole story. And I'm sorry for not being more forthcoming. Do you forgive me? And I said, uh, I love you. And there's absolutely nothing here to forgive. Mm. You get to make your choices about who you want to be and how you want to show up in life. And it's just my job because now you're an adult to love you and support you. And truly, there's nothing to forgive. So there it is. And I, it just really made me think of this. I was just like, yeah, I could have gotten all like butthurt about him not like being more forthcoming with, you know, the full picture. But I just decided, no, there's nothing to forgive here. There's not a problem. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. That's great. Number five, when someone comes to you upset, it's because they're in pain and fear. Okay. Tell yourself it's not mine to solve. So how do I want to show up? Well, sometimes people want to hand you their pain and fear and shame. And And they want you to fix it. Yeah, especially when we have... Children who are really suffering, spouse who's struggling, like whatever. Anytime you come with someone that's sick, children, spouse, right. you know, whatever, like they really do come um, from that pain and fear. And it's really hard to not want to like take that shame, take that pain, take that whatever from them, right? And fix it. When right. We're... Yeah. But I mean, think about it. You're going to come at them with a lot more love and compassion and understanding if you're not trying to fix something because... Whether they admit it or not, they already have an idea in their head of how it's supposed to go. And so there's going to, it's just going to create upset, Mm. you know? So really just how do I want to show up? Who do I want to be in this situation? Um, What feels most like love for everyone involved is kind of how I like to go about that one. Okay. And number six, 
if you decide to have a conversation and it if you decide to have a conversation and it doesn't work it means you have an agenda about how the other person would respond or feel or behave afterwards <laughs> and that's never the reason to have a conversation true we can hope that they will change or feel differently or whatever but don't delegate how you're going to feel based on how they respond honor your own desires and wishes it's your job to take care of you and no one else's yeah and yeah. how often have we had conversations like that though like you're like I'm gonna have a conversation with this and there's always kind of an agenda like to pr even if it's just to prove your point you don't really right. care what they're saying but just like to justify your behavior to explain the why and it's like there's really no need that's the one thing I'm learning so much in therapy is like yeah, there's no need. There's no point. You don't need to talk so much, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and then number seven is don't try to control, just love. Yeah. Just love. That's what we're supposed to be working at trying to do anyway. It's not always easy. No, it really isn't. And sometimes you have to tell yourself, like, you cannot like the the person that you're trying to work these things out with the relationship can really truly be a challenging relationship yeah and you cannot like the things they do you cannot like their habits like so much about the the person but that's about them but you can still yes. choose to love yeah and be true to you and what your heart because it just makes your heart feel better when you can just love you know and help and keep things light and tell yourself that you know what i really don't like that human right now but I do love them. So I'm going to keep remaining invested and show up and yeah. be kind and serve and love and do all those charitable acts is really good. And the, the other thing I love about that is I had somebody tell me, um, you can be kind without having to do kind. That's true. And yeah. I really love that so much. Like you can be kind without feeling like you have to do all the kindnesses, right. do all the service, do all the acts, right. show up in all the physical ways. No, you can just be kind. Yes. Yeah. And that, and when it, it comes from a genuine place that often even feels bigger and more important in other people's lives. So. Right. Okay. So Good with stuff. all that, we're going to remind you our mantra, which is the happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. Yes. Yes, yes. Okay. Here's a good would you rather. We're moving into, uh, you know, the temperature's finally starting to drop in Texas a little bit. For a day. <laughs> I think a few days, actually. Okay, maybe a couple. <laughs> um, so, would you rather only be able to wear pajamas or only be able to wear dress clothes? Oh, that's a no-brainer. Yeah? Pajamas. See, and I think I would have said that before I started Changing. going to more professional <laughs> events and now I'm like do I want to show up to those in pajamas <laughs> yeah but do you want to go to bed in your dress <sighs> I don't know maybe I can find really comfortable dress clothes all right I mean like you. the first thing I do though when I get home and I'm in dress clothes is change yeah because <laughs> that's where your true comfort lies there are people who truly do wear dresses oh, I remember I'll never forget Diet Shaw she was in a dress 24 7 I swear but I just think you know Unless it's really you, you just want comfort. That's be honest. true. Yeah, don't I am. lie to yourself. You're right. I, I'll be honest. I would just rather be in pajamas. All and then the time. people will. <laughs> you'll show up a better you, and people are going to love you at those events no matter what. They're going to yeah. see that. Hey, you're being true to you. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll go with that then. Pajamas all around today. All right. Okay. Have a great week.
Thanks for joining us on the Clarity Call. Please like and share it. And we'd love it if you'd leave us a rating and review. Be sure to check out claritycallcoaching.com to join our weekly newsletter and sign up for your first free coaching session. You can also connect with us on social media. We're on Instagram as The Clarity Call and on Facebook as Clarity Call.